Hello and welcome to Talking Moves, a new podcast series in which dance artists talk about their work and practice, the things that matter and the issues that are concerning them. I'm Melanie Precious and in this episode we're looking back on what was for us the summer of the Zoom dance class with two of the artists who've been instrumental in our online offer. Within a week of the start of lockdown, Greenwich dancers started trying out what an online dance class might look and feel like, working with the talented team of artists that lead our classes. We learned about the technology, adjusting the practice, and even started to reconsider what a dance class on Zoom should really be. Was it dancing or was it talking about dance? It was a steep learning curve for us all. And of course, across the internet, Online classes were popping up everywhere, some free, some paid for, some live, and some packages simply offering downloadable tutorials. I'm joined today, online of course, by two artists to unpick the pros and cons of all of that. Maria Gumrassi, a dancer, choreographer, and educator, works with multidisciplinary techniques, and Maria has been the artistic director of our Over 55s performance company for over 10 years, and also leads an adult evening class in African fusion. And Wendy Steatham, a performer, choreographer, teacher, movement director, and lecturer, who leads our exceedingly popular Lindy Hop class. Welcome to you both. Hi, Hi. It's so good to see you. So we were chugging away, watching a virus sweep the world, being told business as usual until suddenly it wasn't business as usual anymore. And we all dived into the swimming pool of Zoom. Did you sink or swim? <laughs> definitely swim with a few moments of mild panic, but no, definitely swim. <laughs> <laughs> Treading water. So Maria, how does your class on Zoom look? Is it anything like a dance class in the studio? Uh, yes, it is still a dance class. Very much so because in my normal teaching of other disciplines and styles of dance, I mix quite a lot of different approaches to movement and also how different communities or different groups less experienced in dance will be able to enjoy movement for movement's sake. So it was a very much like thinking overall of bringing life into the room, everybody's own living rooms or bedrooms. Yes. And do you uh, structure your class in the same way? Am I right in thinking you've got one style which has some drawing within it and another which is more of the creative dance? Is there a difference between the way you're structuring those two? For this time, for the, the lockdown, situation, I was very aware of how emotional everybody was feeling. So anxiety being one of uh, the emotions quite prevalent in all of our lives, I thought that I wanted to address that. So I've really started going deeper with how can we use breathing, for example, breathing techniques and breathing exercises in the class that could also help us during the day in our lives. So and then from then on, I was gently going back into movement, thinking about joints and regardless of age and abilities, because being in a lockdown, all of us being very contained and confined. So it was very much thinking as a whole human being, regardless of our age and abilities. So that changed my approach to teaching online. And then with the creative side of drawing and how can you transfer drawing into movement was a, a passion that I've been pursuing for some time. 
And once French Dance gave me the opportunity to offer another approach to a creative class, I thought, oh, this is my opportunity to try this idea. And initially I was wondering how it would be with the dancers that I already know, thinking, are we going to have people interested in this subject and feeling brave enough to experiment? Because it's very much about experimentation. And then I was so pleased to see that people wanted to try new things as much as for them was for me also a new discovery. So you've really used that opportunity to try something new. And Wendy, I've really been learning about the structure of Lindy Hop, familiarising myself with that very clear, I think, progression that you've been really keen to establish with your class. And you ring us up often just before a class to see if there's anybody new, just so that you can make sure that you can accommodate them because drop-ins don't work quite so well in the way Lindy Hop's structured. Am I right in thinking that? And how, how has that very clear ladder style uh, structure to Lindy Hop being able to translate online in lockdown? Well, Lindy Hop is largely a partner dance, uh, an energetic partner dance that uses a lot of space. I had to change very much what the content of my classes was anyway to make sure for a start that it was doable it was safe accessible to all I also was very very aware that yeah I could have new people dropping in it was extremely interesting because the zoom sessions I had to think very much about planning and it did spark a a whole new development in my own teaching of Lindy Hop which I will definitely be taking forward because I really stripped back and rather than teaching the partner work that the footwork and then adding the turns and the twists and the variations each week I stripped back to some of the most basic steps and really took time to understand them develop them with everyone building a much stronger foundation um, Lindy Hop was influenced by and evolved from all kinds of different solo steps which are also part of the breakout of Lindy Hop so I would take those solo steps and sometimes theme the session on a solo step really explore it develop it put it into a routine play with it and talk much more about the history as well of all those individual solo steps and have each week a slightly different focus and what that I believe is going to do and well I already know it has because just seeing the progression of the participants is when everyone is able to come back into a Lindy Hop class where we can rotate partners we can dance with each other their technique is going to be so much stronger and they're going to be able to put the flourishes in And I'll be able to differentiate between putting back that partner work, putting that all together, and then people that have had that much more experience building on the solo aspects, the technique, the foundations will be able to add different things. I mean, it's it's really been such an interesting learning curve because the the lessons have been very different, but it has still been Lindy Hop. Mm. There are so many important pioneers of Lindy Hop. I always talk a lot about the history of Lindy Hop in my classes. I think it's really important to dance and love Lindy Hop. You, You have to appreciate and acknowledge its origins, but this enabled me to do that so much more. So I would even take a pioneer like Shorty George Snowden or Norma Miller and focus on them each week. What was their particular thing that they bought? And by doing that, I think a lot of people were joining, of course, solo. They were in lockdown. They didn't have a partner. We couldn't rotate partners, but we were still learning solo steps that once put together are going to build strength. And some people were in partners. They were there in lockdown with their partner who they've been coming with. And I could add variations, a lot of planning, a lot of thinking. But ultimately, I was able to lead 
all kinds of variations for whoever really joined, whether they were brand new, which happened a few times, or whether it was someone experienced and just find a way to weave in something new for everyone. To be honest, I really did not expect such energetic and enthusiastic response to online classes. That's so exciting to hear yeah, that yeah. you've drawn out such a positive of this really strange experience and actually you answered then one of my questions which was going to be about that partner work because I've, mm. I've watched that community of your classes grow there's lots of partners come or friends that form within the class but you're saying that you've still been able to nurture that yes and I think one of the things I was really worried about was that Lindy Hop is a social dance style. It involves people dancing with each other, rotating partners, as I say, and there's always a lot of chatting, laughing, jollity. Mm -hmm. And I was really worried, would that be lost? And people often say that they love the chatting, the social aspect of it. And I was really conscious of how to build that in. So even finding ways of sharing together or you know, sometimes splitting the screen so that some people would dance, others would be able to watch sometimes if people came together as a couple, being able to have planned something that they could do. Mm. And also being able to tell the people that were on their own, this is the context, this is how it's going to be when you put it back into a partner. And we had some fun times as well, sometimes imagining a partner, you know, just <laughs> pretending we're dancing with someone. And that's really nice for people that, you know, I had a few participants who were on their own, who were feeling quite lonely, and it did still manage to bring that social aspect. And in fact, I even had a couple who would rehearse and record themselves and then send to a WhatsApp group their rehearsals and they would put costumes on. And oh. it, there was still that feeling of community. And that's what I wanted. And I really felt I always made time at the beginning and at the end and during to check in, to talk, to ask questions, to try to get some conversation going at the beginning, just letting everyone say hi and if they wanted to say something they could or not yes the the partner work indeed it was a difficult one I was worried about how it would work and I cannot wait to be able to get back all together but people have loved the solo aspect and the, the seeing and understanding how it's going to feed back into the partner work and they're going to fly Wonderful. I mean that once they get into partners, I don't think they realise how much these solo sessions are going to have helped them and what they'll be able to do. Their technique has developed so much. Fantastic. It's funny for us as an organisation, classes have always been incredibly important to what we've offered, but I don't think we realised quite how important that social aspect was until it was taken away from us. And it was the first thing that we put back in. And it's been one of the most successful elements of our lockdown programme, if you like. Maria, you've been instrumental in part of that as well there's obviously been a lot of concern about older people being isolated at this time how have you kept that social connection going do you think similarly to, to Wendy? Yes definitely and I had not realized how important that had been because as soon as the lockdown happened I felt fine I felt like okay let's see what I want to focus on for the next month or so and Zoom was not part of it. <laughs> <laughs> And it was so interesting. They offered the opportunity to do the testing and I was really freezing. Yeah. I, it was really cold 
feet for me. Scary. I felt like scary and feeling this connection that was maybe in my mind that is going to be forced by this technology bringing us together. However, after we did the two testings, I felt so humble to see what that connection of the face-to-face, even if it's just, you know, on the screen and how important it was for the participants as much as it was for me to keep me active, to keep me creative and to feel like I'm giving and I'm receiving. And I feel this is really what lockdown in general has been feeling for lots of people, how important it is to give and to receive and how valuable and important are the two sides. If you just give, nothing comes back to you. If you just receive, it's not good enough either. So that relationship was really important and it kept on growing. Uh, the structure is there, of course, from the breathing exercises into the warm-up. In terms of content, the subject that is going to inform the movement we were going to explore. So, for example, today is about change. Change can affect your life or your life today in your space. And uh, so what I was trying to do was not to use too much of techniques of Zoom, for example, working in pairs. You can use Zoom techniques for that. And I was trying as much as possible not to use that and just allow people to be free and welcome in their own spaces. Mm. I wanted people to think that that's their space, that sacred space, the welcoming space that they knew so well. And this was becoming a new space a space where they did so many other things as much as dancing. So I was encouraging them to leave the screen. So, for example, they would go to the corner of the room or be away from the screen and still feel confident with their own personal individual exploration. Very much like Wendy just said, that's the positive aspect of being in your own space, a familiar space, and you are able to explore things that even if you want to switch off the camera, no one can see what you're doing. You have that really relaxed space and I can do whatever I like. That's really and, interesting because yeah. I was going to ask you about how you use the space. And there is definitely something about us zooming that all makes mm-hmm. us focus in on that square, that camera, shoulders hunch. You know, we all yeah. get a bit closer yeah. to the to the screen. But but you're saying you've almost freed yeah. people from that rectangle and said maybe a bit like it brings me on to my next question, really, which was about um, mm. whether... Uh, pre-recorded tutorials or live class I haven't done a a dance class online although I've been in watching um, but I have done exercise classes and there's something about you having the freedom of the space you put your your phone there and you just use your space as you might do if you were doing any kind of exercise zoom sort of makes you feel like you've got to get into that rectangle and I wondered Mm -hmm. what both of your feelings have been about that and was there a reason that you thought I want to keep this live rather than do recordings and tutorials or have or yes. have you played with both? Yeah, how, how have you both dealt with yeah. space and rectangles? Yeah, for me, it's really allowing them to see their space in a different way, even allowing them to think, for example, uh, let's now go all the way to the lower corner, to the far end, even to look at their furniture, to dance, to do a duet with their piece of furniture in front of them, to look at the textures in the room. So that, for me, was important to then energize and see things in a different way. And also, I think what I want to go back in, according to what you just asked, I would like to also be able to go back to these filming techniques or using the idea of the screen mm-hmm. of approaching from stage right to stage left you know those kind of ideas it's also interesting how about you wendy uh, it's really interesting listening to what maria's saying i'd love to see some of those classes that you did i must join i think i've been doing a, a range of different 
teaching the Lindy Hop is very much I'm teaching them some footwork or a concept or an idea. I do give space for them to go away and, and work on it, but it's very much coming back and forth to the to the screen definitely and using that live interaction and times for me to check them and be able to watch what they're doing if they're struggling with anything. Certainly for other projects and other classes, especially Uh, some of the creative work I've been doing in education and remote sessions for schools there's definitely like Maria said that element of giving an idea and encouraging them to explore the area they're in or objects around them or just go away from the screen and not be watching and copying or or listening the whole time just go away and have much more of their own creative time I personally had never heard of zoom before lockdown (laughs) Uh, I'm sure lots of people hadn't now I feel like there's Uh, there's so much out there and there's so much you can do with each of these platforms and exploring them every week I was thinking oh yes now I know much more and I can do much more breakout rooms other ways of sharing of viewing of pausing of I just felt like I was developing and that's what we do as artists we're constantly we're creative we take something we develop it we're flexible with what we can use and just keep expanding what we can offer and I'm still doing that and exploring and I I certainly feel even as I go on teaching Lindy Hop there's other ideas I've got developing in my mind of how I can deliver the session slightly differently and just keeping it all fresh bringing new things trying things is what it's all about it's such an exciting opportunity really, as much as it's very much not the same as being live. And I can't wait to be back in a studio. But the fact that it was there, we could stay connected. And there's a new challenge for us all is great, very positive and very exciting. Yeah. And also, Wendy, I thought it was interesting what you mentioned, people practicing their solos at home. You know, when you're working so much individually, if they were all in the same room, people are much more self-conscious. And that's why I think it's like you said, when they go back into the space, they're perhaps still self-conscious, but it will go. In fact, it's something, as we all do, you reflect after sessions of what happened, what worked, why things worked. And there were times when some of my dancers would just be picking up steps so quickly and so confidently. And I was thinking, why? Why is this? And Mm. absolutely that idea. Those were the people that were really self-conscious in class. And of course, a Lindy Hop class, dancing with other people. You're very much on view. And actually, I could see them much more internalizing and practicing and not having anyone looking at them and really just developing themselves and could see their confidence growing. So like you say, once they come back in the room, another thing I was reflecting on is every now and again, I think some people, they do feel so self-conscious and they might rely on copying me or copying others and just just hiding behind something but they can't it's almost it's sort of less and more exposed at the same Mm -hmm. time but they had to take responsibility for themselves in space the discipline to do it and not rely on anyone else really and it's just so interesting and I think having this opportunity and the reflection that we're doing is is going to long-term impact all of our teaching I'm going to pick up on that in a minute I think and really push you on how you think it's going to develop your teaching but just very quickly I'm really interested to know for both of you whether the community that you are working with now is the community that you had here when we were at Charlton House all together 
both of you have had really loyal followings for Wendy. Some of yours have even followed you down to Ronnie Scott's to see you performing. And I've seen them really (laughs) buying into that Lindy Hop culture, going onto forums, getting the shoes, you know, really feeling proud of themselves. And uh, Maria, I mean, honestly, I think you must get the prize for for loyalty. I think you've had some of yours with you 10, 12 years. Are they still with you or have you seen newcomers come in because, of course, geography is now no longer a barrier. Actually, it has been a mixture. The main core of people I, I have at the moment, uh, yes, they have been with me for many years now. Uh, however, I find a few people that I had not been able to be uh, together with. Uh, one of them in terms of physical difficulties, another person who had moved away from London. So they came back. So this is, again, like would be interesting to, to discover and to explore in the future once we go back to normal, how do we continue that relationship with those people who don't have, you know, physical ability to be with us? That's so lovely to hear. And I think access to those people that can't leave the house or find it hard to for all kinds of reasons, whether in lockdown or not. And it's so important, even more so sometimes for those people to have that connection, that live uplifting experience Uh, and connection with others. I mean, for me, one of the things that I think I had not anticipated at all and made me really quite emotional was people coming back to me that had been learning Lindy Hop with me five years ago who had moved out of London and were able to join again. And that was just so lovely to see their faces and they were so happy to be able to come back to the classes. A couple had had a, a baby and the baby was sitting watching them in the, in the chair and really like joining in with not joining in, of course, very safely on the side, but, you know, waving mm. his arms and they wouldn't have been able to come or they'd stopped coming. And, and I've had some of those people say to me, oh, I'm really nervous about you going back to doing live classes because we won't be able to come. So I'm thinking, yeah. hmm, okay, I need to be able to continue both yeah. somehow, ideally, and working that out. There's always benefits, things that you don't anticipate that come out of these. And that's definitely a big one for me, being able to access those people. And especially for yeah. you, Maria, slightly yes. different, but that's really wonderful mm-hmm. to hear. So if you could, both of you, design the perfect class experience money no object technology no object (laughs) from your learning if you've got any ideas about what that would look like we have you have (laughs) well of course me and wendy yes yeah (laughs) tell me me personally we had even began to talk about this in the session especially of the one about drawing and movement because this was experimenting with new things new ideas with our bodies and with our imagination and that of course we could explore in our own spaces, our safe spaces, and you can make as much mess or less. But some people want to leave their homes quite neat, <laughs> which that was a challenge in a way. So people even suggested that once a month could be a physical in-person session that we could explore that in the space and with, for example, making a mess, that kind of work. So we had already been discussing the possibility of having both. And one thing that Wendy also mentioned with different personalities, different people focusing on her uh, Lindy Hop training of solos and mentioning different names, um, I did similar ideas. Sometimes I highlighted choreographers and I actually used the share feature on Zoom that I could show them directly images that I would be able to then take the the idea further with the movement. Uh, And also later on, I had an opportunity to uh, give them a link to a video, a dance film, so that they could explore if they wanted 
away from the class and then come back the week after and we could explore ideas from that content Mm. so I think it's a mixture of both for me Mm. yeah same I think I've really enjoyed these ideas of of taking a much more specific starting point and finding all the ways of pulling out everything I can from those starting points and really developing that and I think I could do live classes based on that but also pair it with something online that everyone in my Lindy Hop class anyway always wants a recording of what they did in the class so they can go away and practice and I feel like there could be a recorded session that complements develops or builds on which will be useful for those people in class but also can be accessed by people that Mm. can't come live Mm -hmm. to the classes uh I mean to be honest I haven't done a huge amount of thinking about what Mm. that would be um not as much as Maria (laughs) yeah (laughs) I would definitely want to include mm-hmm. an aspect of both if possible. Um, and, you know, technology is not something that I am an expert in by any means, but it's really interesting to learn what it can do. And it's incredible. And I think there's so many opportunities with technology to be explored. And as Maria said, with sharing links or videos, I have this idea of the one thing you can do with online is bring guest teachers mm, yeah. from all around the mm. world. You know, Lindy Hop is a global thing. Now there's so mm. many brilliant artists uh, across the world that I would love to bring in. And if you could bring yeah. someone in to do, do an online session that gets recorded and then can be used as well, mm-hmm. uh, stored as archived, it would be very exciting. It sounds exciting, yes. I think if technology can be used to support and enhance the live offering, that's brilliant. Mm. Uh, you're offering so yeah. much more. It's getting the balance yeah. and yeah. getting it right. Yeah. You know, It's but... interesting, isn't it, how necessity mother of invention. So this, you know, pandemic, something that we had never, well, I don't know about you, but I I didn't know that the way you deal with a pandemic is everyone gets locked in their house. And so, so nobody knew that it was coming. <laughs> nobody knew that was what we had to do. And off we, off we went and did it. But it makes me look back on how we used to do things and think we were so one dimensional. A dance class is this, it looks like this. And it's been, look, you know, it's looked like this for a hundred mm-hmm. years. And now Mm. you guys are out there reinventing the wheel. And when we come back, it feels like we need to start that conversation before we go, right, we're all back in the studio again to say, what are we coming back with? And now what does a dance class look like? And how do we get all those elements you've just been talking about bedded in? It's more of a package. And mm. and I think your yeah. your fees might change because I don't, I don't think it's it's an hour anymore, is it? You know, with all of that research and yeah. sourcing guests. No, there's a lot. Yeah, it's exciting. Yes, that's wonderful. And I think because like, for example, those ideas, Wendy, even myself as a creator, I need to constantly be learning from other people. And there have been certain Mm. places in the world, like the US, I mean, me, a mother of three. I mean, I feel like where I am in my stage of my life, I feel like, oh, I will never be able to get there. But because of Zoom, then mm. I can target, you know, something that I want to tackle and learn during this time or later. I can record sessions or buy courses in that sense and then slowly yeah. use, you know, within my time. Then I can slowly come back into my classes and use that knowledge that I've learning because I was able to access something really remote from me and like you say in bringing a teacher for all these amazing teachers you're talking about for the normal person you know like me like you like anyone you know it's amazing so and and I think brings people Mm. together even more so the community is bigger but tighter I feel 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's lockdown being sort of stuck in one place, as, as you say, in one way, enabled us to get further to do a class yeah. in America or, mm. you, you know, it's... And I think, I mean, for me, there's nothing, like I keep saying, there's nothing like the live experience. And there's been many things, a lot of work and planning going into and making sure anything online is being able to be delivered completely safely and supportively. Mm. And, you know, when you're in a, a live class, it's it's different. You're there. You can see yes. everything. People aren't the size of a tiny yeah. screen. So it's not that Zoom is... Absolutely, the way forward. It's finding yeah. out how it can add, but still thinking about all those crucial things to make sure that everyone is getting the the best, safest, yeah. most wonderful experience, really. But yeah, it's, as Melanie said, you know, out of crisis can come opportunity. Mm. You have to find yeah. it and run with it, really, and do the best yeah. you can. And, and interesting with that, actually, because um, I've experimented, especially with African fusion, in terms of um, content of choreographic content. Um, I had a similar approach to all the classes too, because in terms of teaching choreography, for me, I don't know how it was for you, Wendy, having different abilities in the class. So it became very mm. much like difficult to be so specific sometimes. Also, how do I know my movement is being mirrored? Is it right? Is it left? As I'm doing some sessions, I realized that trying to become so specific with certain ideas became a sort of a problem because visually I could see the feedback of some disengagement mm. from some participants. Then either the following exercise or uh, the following session, I would kind of revert back into having an essence of something I wanted to explore as the stimulus, but then kind of leaving it a bit freer to for the participants to use it mm. in their own space, like we just said. But I would like to know how you dealt yeah. with the counts because of the lateness of Zoom and things like that. Was the problem yeah. for you? <laughs> yeah, I've become an expert in being able to count them in and then do it a tiny <laughs> bit later. <laughs> so, yeah, all these challenges, but you just don't realize. And then the mm -hmm, first time you go mm -hmm. on, it's oh, there's a time delay. Ooh, interesting. When I was doing call yeah. and response rhythms, yeah. it felt weird. But it, yeah, I, I yeah. had to change, obviously, for reasons I spoke of earlier about Lindy Hop being a partner dance that uses a lot of space. I've had to change content, but also like I say, for safety mm -hmm. and making sure, because yeah. I can't see everyone's, the whole of their body. I, I didn't want to do anything, for example, that involved yeah. lots of turns, because if they're in a small room with a fireplace, yeah. and I wasn't there to make sure they would absolutely support it. So the way I would teach these things, mm -hmm. the steps, they would be quite simple steps that I would build up very gradually, always if I was going to develop them giving lots of options so if you know you could either stick with this move on and try this but only if and making sure I could keep coming back and asking them and saying right please can you do it counting them in and, and asking them to show me so I could troubleshoot anything or took a lot more focus yes. for me than being in the yes, room where yes. people are you know normal mm. size <laughs> I did try I would count them in and know that they would be a little bit behind mm -hmm. my counts but could still see sometimes and I think this is certainly something I'm having to deal with as I go back live now into some schools it became less intensity but more focus on certain technique that could be controlled and could be very very monitored with what they did and like you say giving them an idea and boundaries and making sure that you were mm. there that they could come to you and ask questions again with Lindy Hop not so much 
giving them a starting point and letting them go away. I was much more directing them, but keeping a very, very close eye with some of my other work, giving a starting point, very, very clear structure, giving them stages to think about this and then this and then this and then coming back and checking in with them. Hmm. I don't know if I've answered yeah, your question, Maria, no, really. That's really. perhaps how I would have dealt with things too. I felt for me a bit less, that's me personally, I felt less less satisfaction in trying to, to be so precise in in following exactly like I would do. You know what I mean? Mm. Of course, that's not what you asked either. But allowing people still to <laughs> yeah. to do things with, like you said, the premises you give them, that's it's quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the necessity of Zoom and doing it when you're not mm. in the room with them. I felt personally I had to be much more specific and keeping a close eye. It's just those very subtle changes and getting to know the people mm. as well. I think that was more when I had very new it was very very much very close monitoring and gently bringing them into steps when you if I had a group of people uh, and like Melanie asked earlier about the the community I have had so many people that have just stuck with me and stuck with me and seeing their progression and getting to know them like you would in a class and then letting them have much more freedom Mm. again it's just the juggling the juggling of the situation of what teaching of the the people that you have in the session you know we do so much really and I think because of who we are and what we teach what our profession is we're quite good at that well, you've both yeah. got 20 years, 25 years of experience of teaching um, yeah. more. And it's remarkable to see, yeah. you know, I'm sure in that career, you've never been asked to do something like this before, but because you're so creative. No. <laughs> and in fact, actually, I was reflecting earlier this morning, the world's been creative. We've all done things differently. But yeah. as artists, you mm. have been exceptionally creative in yeah. how you've risen to the challenge and gone, right, OK, here we are and let's do it. So for artists that might be listening, they might be as experienced as you, they might be less experienced as you. What would your top three tips to successfully teaching online from each of you be? Top three, (laughs) maybe practical, maybe artistic, but, you know, it could be as practical as having, you know, a bit of extra time to get online. I think one of the things for me is very much always considering the safety and the health and safety of it and pets, dogs, (laughs) oh, you know, Pete, I would say to everyone at the beginning... (laughs) You know, you don't know what someone has in their background. I always said at the beginning, make sure I would always talk about the space you needed around you. Make sure you have this. Make sure, you know, there's not a rug or different flooring. That you Make sure it's a consistent floor. Make sure you have space. Make sure you have some water nearby. Make sure you have any pets locked away <laughs> like in a nice, responsible, safe way. I have a dog myself. And if they run in when you're in the middle of something, it was just my fear that, you know, someone who's trying to really concentrate on a step and a big dog runs in and knocks them over. You know, you can't. That's not <laughs> something you have to deal with in a class um but even so it still happened I'd suddenly see a door being nudged open and a dog just walking through or a toddler I'm like oh you say that Wendy you say that I was uh, trawling through some quotes you know given that Greenwich Dance is 26 years old and somebody referred to bringing their rabbit into professional oh, no. class so uh, you know it might be rare <laughs> yeah. to have a pet but yeah. I'm not sure that it's never been done I remember done. that I do <laughs> there's a class actually from a company in the US they have really? a class for pets people with pets. pet lovers there yes. you go we haven't got that in our portfolio it's another thing to think about um <laughs> In the new normal. That's one of mine. Reaching out to everyone. So let me distill. So one of them is make sure that your pets are locked away. I I put my children in drawers occasionally as well. Uh, What are your other two? Um, Goodness, put me on the spot. Uh, uh, The planning just, it does, it needs even more time. I'll always put a lot of planning time in, but 
thinking about everything, differentiating for all the different kind of experience that people are going to be having in their own home. Uh, for me, I just had to think of a lot more variations. And I would keep the structure of the class very much as I always would. It would definitely still be, you know, introduction, warm up, explore, develop a little sharing opportunity and cool down. But there would be so much more to think, mm. even more to think about. So give yourself more time. And... I need to think of my last one. Maria, do you want to jump in with anything while I think of my yeah, last for me, top it's, tip? It's to go back to the group you're teaching. So in terms of level and again, you might have people that you don't know. Is it an open class? So a, a drop in. It has happened to me that I had been exploring a routine. And then what if you have that person? So it's about, like Wendy said, differentiation. So who are you teaching in terms of also, if it's possible to find anything about their health in terms of bodies, difficulties and things like that is important. Mm. To allow people to be free in their own space, I think, to be aware of that with the planning and with how you explore your session. Yeah, and, and allow people again to be free to perhaps turn off their cameras I think that's very important. Sometimes yeah. they might even not feel that, oh, I, I want to do it, but I can't. I won't do it because they think I'm weird. So those kind of giving people the permission yeah. to do that, I think it's, it's important. Because for me, even like yeah. when I try to feel, I do these trainings from other places, I never feel comfortable enough in the group that I've just met and do the breakout rooms and, and share really important things. I always keep myself away from those situations because I don't feel safe. Also be aware that some people might not want to be in those breakout rooms and they, maybe they can still continue working. Yeah, absolutely. Just that awareness. And I think a top tip is really just to be as true to ourselves as yes, we are as definitely. artists, which is caring and which is bringing out people to talk, you know, to make yes. sure they can share, making that comfortable space. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of work on, on communication and how so much is through body language mm -hmm. and facial expression. And you, that, there's a big barrier in yeah. front of the screen, but we Again, as artists, we're very good at still being able to have that communication and, and really drawing people into us, making sure they feel safe. I think definitely that So I could give a top tips, practical things from checking your insurance to <laughs> making sure you have a backup internet connection if you can, or a backup camera, all those things, the professional side of it. But most importantly, really is being yeah. us and what we, why people come to our classes anyway, yeah. being the performer that we are as well, in order just to create that safe escape, mm -hmm. that place of escape that people just want to come to to share and be active and fun and and lifted and joyous which is what we bring and you know I've been so touched by mm. some of the comments I've I had no idea mm. how much people needed it or want you know I think the first couple of times I would yes I would same. end the session and think oh how did that go oh I hope people enjoyed it I hope they didn't feel like they had to be there because they didn't want to let me yeah. down and then I'd get a text message yeah. saying you don't realize how much this means to yes. me like from someone saying you're completely saving my life I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. okay so yes. it was okay and it just trusting in ourselves no, and yeah. being who we are you know that's all a bit cliched and, and emotional but it's it true. is funny isn't it we've spent years trying to to fight for why dance is important and we often say things like yes. dance is the power to yes. save lives and we know we believe it but it's a bold and brash statement but never before <laughs> I think has it been uh, so proven as you've just said Wendy yeah. and I know the same for your group Maria and some of the feedback about just how essential this has been it's 
been the only contact they've had yeah. uh, in some cases at all. So a very last question, just to round this amazingly insightful conversation up. Um, how do you think that organisations like Greenwich Dance can better support you as you look at extending your teaching practice in this way and making that either online experience, so it's going to be for us at Greenwich Dance, it will be online at least for this next term, but possibly even a hybrid mm. as we get more secure and confident living with COVID. Mm. What do you think we can do to help? I certainly think that being able to talk and share, Same, like, yeah. kind of like we're doing now, even I'm learning so much from, from Maria. <laughs> I, I want to give Maria a ring now and actually talk further yeah. or say, let's meet in the park and talk about yeah, what the definitely. future, I think artists need to come together, share. So having a forum or an opportunity to to talk and be listened to as well, I think is really important. Having the opportunity to have our voices heard in a in a more structured way, perhaps. Yeah. That's important though. Listening really is what you're saying. Listen, yeah. Listening in space yeah. to share ideas. Space to share, yeah. In part, this is what this podcast is about, but I know what you're saying. There's something perhaps even more localised with perhaps that immediate creative mm. team of teachers being able to share practice in, in ways. But also having that, sharing practice being recognized as something that's important and and not undervalued I think as artists we spend so much time as well thinking planning talking I think it needs to be part of of what we do of the work because it's going to influence and better what comes out of it and I think acknowledging that this this needs to happen and is is maybe uh, you know there's a session of we all communicate together as session one that's kind of a another paid for session where we yeah. not a planning yeah. session but actually come together which I think could be a massive investment as yeah. well for all of it's, us it's thinking about what organizations like us might have called practitioner training it's not actually training is it it's not training you need it's mm. it's paying you to have the space to talk to each other and find out to and explore share. but yes. acknowledging that that's time that has to be resourced yeah as an artist yes. that's been yes. working for so so yeah. many years I'm realizing it even more and more that you know this is time we have so much experience and so much to share and it's important to share it how about you Maria the next stage I would like really is to as you're saying we we've got the resources in terms of personnel <laughs> we've got the artists that mm. are dealing directly with these situations <laughs> and finding the creative solutions so it's like you can as organization strengthen us strengthen the work by finding ways that perhaps might be different ways of sourcing funding and how can we go then uh, some of us that might be interested in going deeper into the communities and then perhaps kind of keep spreading that talent of mm. finding other community leaders, small groups that can make it accessible for us to go to those areas and continue disseminating the work is to involve the communities more, mm. not just us as artists, we come into their community, we're going to teach and facilitate, but to become like embedded as a whole thing. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, and if there has been a forum, All Us Artists, which is great. I think some even more specific areas, you know, actual planning so that, you know, you have a target of what the discussion is. I think that would be the the next step, uh, yeah. making it a little bit more targeted and specific. But it's, you know, great start and great to have that community network. So we can feel quite isolated as mm. self-employed artists. So it's really not, it's great to be in, in that network. I could... I could talk for yeah. much, much longer about this and I am going to go away and really think about, about this uh, and that's what we were hoping that this podcast would do. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been absolutely wonderful to hear. Thank you, Melanie. Thank Thanks you. For- 
you're you know this is part of having our voices heard and being listened to so yeah no thank you this has been really really enjoyable um really lovely If you'd like to hear more episodes about subjects moving artists of today, search for Talking Moves wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review and spread the word. And for more information about Wendy and Maria, head on over to greenwichdance.org.uk. And do remember, if you know someone you think we should talk to or have a topic you'd love to hear us talk about, please tweet us at Greenwich Dance. But for today, that's it from us. Do join us next time for more Talking Moves.